the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Not hearing myself. I guess I'm there. Hello, hello, hello. Strange when I can't hear myself in my own headphones. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Good job, number seven, hitting the button called on air. (laughs) (laughs) One of those days. Oh, I feel like a smoker. (coughs) Um, Yesterday was a crazy day where I think we overreacted, where we heard that Moody's downgraded 15 banks worldwide. It wasn't as bad as people thought, and the banks rallied internationally in Asia, in Europe, and this morning. It's... One of those things where the individual investor got screwed. The retail investor got hosed. The institution knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. They've been talking about it since February. And these bonds, the preferreds, and the individual stocks are moving higher. Now, again, that doesn't mean they won't move lower. But just one of those days. Right now, we got the Dow up 78, the NASDAQ up 18, and the S&P 500 up 7. Oil's up a little higher. Oil's under $80 a barrel. I'm not sure why I use that voice. Oil's up 80 Oh, Oil fell under $80 a barrel yesterday. Um, commodities are in a bear market. Anytime anything moves 20% lower, it's considered a bear market. 10-year treasury sits at 1.6%. Gold sits at 1567 up a buck. Can't call that a winner. Can't really call it a loser. Mr. Breton. Mm-hmm. Cha Breton. <laughs> How are you this morning? Excellent. Good, 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 good. Um, what did you think about Moody's downgrading the banks yesterday? We knew it was coming. Anything insightful? Irreverent? A, a fizzled up rally on the news of banks not being downgraded is is uh, is not something that but I'm going to get mad. Me. It's, wait, it's wait, not wait. Something to me. But I'm going to get mad because uh, U.S. banks are at 1938 capital to equity levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're safe here, all things considered. Our banks are well funded, well capitalized. So for them to get a downgrade, I think Moody's was drinking some scotchy scotch scotch. I think they, they, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm unimpressed with the credit agencies. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's going to be decades before they get any credibility back based on not downgrading anything prior to 2007. The issue is is that just like J.P. Morgan showed us, and I think Jamie Dimon for both you and I was, he's one of our favorite CEOs, right? Jamie Dimon? Yeah. I think he's a smart guy. I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't like do a massage with him or anything like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no side-by-side massage? No side-by-side oh, uh, romantic okay. massage. He's nice. No, but... Okay. Um, but I, I like the way he handles Congress. Yes, and, and I you did, but all, then all of a sudden, you know, having that two billion dollar trading unit, which is a very small portion of their overall revenue. See, that that was kind of a okay. What what should the regulation truly be right now with the regulation that's coming down the pike? It's it's almost too much. But the problem, and one of the reasons we've stayed away from financials, is you don't truly know what's on their balance sheets between bad mortgages 
especially mortgages that could get bad for people that have arms that have been saved by extremely low interest rates. Oh. They were supposed to... Interest rates were supposed to go up. They were supposed to have more problems paying their mortgages. Now interest rates have come down, so it's pushed that problem off. And in terms of credit default swaps and, and other types of insurance that's been underwritten, you don't truly know what's on the, the balance sheets of banks. So I think Chad, I don't think you ever. I, yeah, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think you ever truly know. I think yeah. you're. I think you're playing the part of CNBC now. I think you're getting a little too. I, I would own Wells Fargo. You can put a gun to my head, and I'd say I'll do it. Would I own J.P. Morgan right now? I think that takes a little bit more cojones. Yeah. Would I own Goldman Sachs? No chance. But would I absolutely like Wells Fargo is pretty solid the top bank three right now. I mean, that if, if any banks to own or or to look at as a trade deal. I think Goldman Sachs and uh, J.P. Morgan and. Uh, couple others need to spin off some assets because their their tangible book value is, is unbelievably mm-hmm. it's huge and wall street's discounting them because of the investment side the investment banking side yeah you've got i mean you got a dividend yield in jp morgan right now you've got a beard percent had this for a year now <laughs> so i usually like, shave it by now but the weather hasn't been good enough is that like a three o'clock shadow Yes, it's a Don Johnson. Not quite a five o'clock shadow. It's a three o'clock shadow. People okay. can come out and touch it on Saturday too. If they want to. Saturday? Where are you going to be on Saturday? Dublin. <laughs> Dublin. Does anybody Iron. know where that is? Does anybody know where Dublin is? I actually had to look it up on a map yesterday, and I was stunned that I have to drive an hour to get there. <sighs> Great, excellent. But no, we're looking forward to it. Oh, we are looking yes, forward to it. Yes, we are. I was disappointed. I, I was Googling uh, Holiday Inn Dublin to see if they had a bar. Mm-hmm. No bar. No bar? Is there no a pool? Bar. Like There's a no pool. hot tub? Anything? They've got a pool, but you're not allowed to take drinks in it, and it's only for fat Plastic kids. <laughs> Is, why? Is there cake Fat everywhere? kids who scream. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a Four Seasons Palo Alto kind of guy where they don't allow children. <laughs> I don't like the fat kids screaming. You check on that statement before you just release that on the air. Cause you, why? Why would I say Four Seasons Palo Alto, you sure they don't allow children? Oh, Four Seasons Palo Alto is pretty wonderful. Is it? They keep their pool open until 10 p.m. They have a hot tub, um, king-size beds. It, it's not a sponsor, but they're pretty wonderful. Okay, good, good. And they get a good restaurant. Mm. And it's also not Four Seasons prices. It's like if you go to Four Seasons in San Francisco, it's like $400 a night. But in Palo Alto, it's like 180 because it's not quite busy enough to stay occupied. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the travel tips, buddy. No worries. <laughs> and if you book on Expedia app, it's cheaper than booking on Expedia.com because Expedia app's trying to get business or it's trying to get some sort of traction. So they, uh-huh. they offer like 20% discounts. I should try that. I need an emergency flight down to Santa Barbara this weekend. Okay. So emergency. Um, it's an emergency. Okay. Back to you and me. <laughs> so Federal Reserve ultimately. We'll come to the market. It's a rescue of need be. We know that. Ryder, which is a big trucking company, issued an earnings warning, and that's just not good. Fleet management service company, it's just, it's not good. It's telling you that the world, yesterday China said we're slowing down mm-hmm. manufacturing. Europe said we're slowing down manufacturing. Philly Fed survey said we're slowing down uh, manufacturing. We are slowing down, and people need to have their portfolios slightly altered because of that. Yeah, and the the reason why we're slowing down is because everybody's just hoarding cash, any cash that they have. They're trying to maintain their balance sheets and their current profit margins. And there's so much uncertainty that we're just stalling out. And it's going to be a summer much like last summer. Um, you know, the, those people that turn around too and buy gold right now, Rob, in terms mm. of a disaster type of a trade, if you have some sort of a credit event overseas, one of the, one of the major plans that the Germans have put out there is that 
whatever kind of 30-year sinking fund they have to take over all this debt, they would have to back it in gold. And so, or if, you know, somebody leaves the EU like Greece and they have to sell a bunch of gold, that could put some pressure downward on prices in a credit event like that. So I don't mind having gold as part of a portfolio on a, you know, kind of a disaster portion. But I think as this, you know, euro slide dollar up scenario happens, I don't know if you're going to get much traction out of gold in the short term. Speaking of euro slides, anytime I want to go on a water slide park event, mm-hmm. I just decided to pee it in my own mouth and just get it over with instead That's of awful. going to the water slide with said kids. And... <laughs> would you ever go to a water park with children? I've gone to water parks with kids many times. I would never get in the water. It's an awesome one. I would Austin. never. Would you ever get in the water of a water park where children are? Not in the small little pools where they're in swim diapers. <laughs> I mean, once my kids were no longer babies, I was happy to not be in that area. Big, big, <laughs> big theory here. If you can see the if you can see the bottom of the pool, it's okay. But if you can't see the bottom of the pool, don't get in. <laughs> <laughs> Big seminar this weekend in Dublin, California. Come meet me and Chad. Learn more at robblack.com. Some new focus financial. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Peter Dinklage's brother. He was in the movie Willow, CFP Chad Burton. You're going to kill me one day, aren't you? You're going to jump over this table. <laughs> no, but just... I will write a song for chubby people. I'm not chubby you. anymore. you got a ways to go, buddy. I've lost some weight, dude. Yeah, but you're saying you're for... Don't... Yeah, you're, no, you're no, at... no, 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 no. what? Too... Too, <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much. We'll just go there. I had a pizza when I stepped on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> and jeans on. And shoes on. And the doctor basically goes, oh, <laughs> let me put the big weight on this one. Put a red suit on you and gave you a sack and some presents. He slipped it from 200 to the... <laughs> That's just wrong. Let's you do the show. I'm not talking anymore. All right. All right. Let's go. No, it's all up to you. So what do you want to talk about, Mr. Black? Gold had its worst week. Um, I'm not going to say ever, but it had a pretty rough week. Silver drops to a 2012 low. Silver's like the ghetto gold. I don't understand why anyone would ever want to own silver. To carve out silver, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, gold is gold. It's a great hedge uh, against inflation. And uh, copper is wonderful for an industrial metal. Palladium's a good industrial metal. But people own silver. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this weekend, big seminar tomorrow. Yeah. No one's signing up for your event. Mine, packed. Yours, not so much. <laughs> packed? I don't know about packed. I think this is our lightest attended on both sides. I uh, think it's because of Dublin. Dublin. We're going to be in Dublin. Dublin. 
Um, Bono's going to show up, and it's going to be the greatest show ever. <laughs> it's be the greatest show ever. And by Bono, I mean Chad. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, do you want to talk about your event? Yeah, I mean, I can kind of run you through it. I mean, wh- my event, it, it's really the issues that whether or not you're, you know, 35, 40, and you've hit it big on stock options, and you're about to live off your portfolio for the next 70 years, or you're... 60 preparing for retirement in five years or you're in retirement, it really gives you all the points that you need to know on, uh, are you really ready to do it? Are you ready to pull the trigger and live off of your portfolio? Because there's preparation that you have to do not only on your portfolio side in terms of how you set up your your balanced portfolio, your dividend-paying stock portfolio, and three years' worth of expenses and how that all works together, but also, are you really aware of the costs of being retired? I mean, the, the, the cost of health care in retirement is crazy. You can run inflation numbers. Right now, the average family has been dealing with about 3.7% inflation because of food costs, right? In retirement, that's a little less because when, once you get into it's your more 80s. more for me because I'm, I'm, I'm only a meat eater. That's right, yeah. And red meat's up 10% year over year. Yeah, it's, it's been expensive. I don't eat potatoes or vegetables. I haven't seen a green vegetable in years. <laughs> Just all steak all it's the all time. It's all steak all the time. All the ribeye. I do like the ribeye. Yeah. So people eat New York steak kind of ghetto. New York strip. I think New York strip is a ghetto steak. Okay. Just throwing <laughs> it out there for you. Um, it's filet or ribeye, anything else, you're kind of kind of ghetto, huh? In the ghetto. So when you you top know you're in the it's ghetto, yes. Top sort of in the ghetto. <laughs> when when you see someone right. kicking their can, it's like, what are you doing? They're moving in the ghetto. <laughs> like that's all they have. Yeah. They probably eat in a sirloin. You like sirloin? <laughs> I like, I, I prefer ribeye. Actually, do sometimes I'm gonna agree with you there, but I have cooked some ribeye. Really great for good, taste. The thick cut New York steaks. If oh, you you're, do it right, you're high. You can get some good ones. You are smoke. You you, you like that five ninety nine a pound steak? <laughs> on sale? Yeah, sure. I think I just lost my vision. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> can we move on? Okay, this weekend, in Dublin. Come meet CFP Chad Burton from one to four, as he does his wealth preservation retirement planning event. Yeah, and we have Michelle Lerman calling in today, too, at 8.30. Oh, good God. Can yeah, you talk, talk to about her? estate planning? I don't like talking to attorneys. I always get a, a rash. <laughs> and your brother's an attorney. I, I, I have cortisone anytime I hang out with my two brothers who are attorneys. You have two? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That was just one. Yeah, one's in Louisiana, and uh, one's in Winchester, Virginia. And they're older, so they're going to retire soon. So they should probably listen to this event. We were talking about once point in time opened up a law firm called Black Black and Black, but I I didn't I just wasn't that good in school, <laughs> so it's just gonna be Black and Black. Makes your listeners comfortable and and listening to stock tips from you if you, you weren't too good in school. Oh come on, I was great in school. I'm telling a radio story. I'm okay. embellishing, and I just ruined it. Well, let's talk about healthcare costs because people retire, they think at 65 they're gonna get current. You know, Medicare's free. That's that's not quite the case because Medicare Part B costs, you know, they pull $115.40 a month right out of your Social Security check if you have it yet. If you're not taking Social Security, you still need to sign up for Medicare at 65. Um, that costs have been going up at 10 to 14% a year. And then you need supplemental insurance, which is 150 bucks a month. And then prescription drugs from, you know, age 65 to, you know, age 95 over your lifetime, averages about 175 bucks a month for all those miscellaneous costs. So you're talking about 440 bucks a month um, before you even start talking about long-term care protection that you have in retirement. And those costs, you have to your average inflation costs on your living expenses can go up at three percent, but you've got to assume your healthcare costs are going to go up at about six percent a year. 
And so every year you're going to have to draw more and more out of your portfolio to keep up with inflation. And so, you know, people that retire at 65 and they're pulling six or 7% out of their portfolio to live, they're going to run into problems. They're, they're destined to really have to cut their lifestyle back later in life. And, you know, I, I would say that if you, if you can't live off of 4% of your portfolio at 65 and in these current times with interest rates being so low, you should work a little longer. That's a big issue for a lot of people, Chad, that with interest rates low, they're going to get lower returns in retirement and people don't realize that. Yeah. Or they're going to have to expose themselves to higher risk. And, you know, yesterday I was listening to a little CNBC and they're talking about going after like an energy uh, partnership, kind of master limited partnership to get high yields. But with oil at dropping under 80, like you got some equity risk there. Yeah, you do. I mean, just look at... Um uh, AMLP, for example, that's an ETF that I own and clients own, and the yield's around 6%, but you look for drops when oil is sliding to pick up more of that stuff. It's not something that is not, it's, it's volatile. Even though it's a pipeline and they pay you toll just for running, it's, it still gets volatility tied to oil. So I think that's something you look at, but yeah, I mean, people are going to have to get used to the volatility in their statements to, to, to continue to see that high yield, especially on the equity side. Because a lot of equities are paying more than bonds. So if anyone wants to show up to the event tomorrow from 1 to 4 for free of charge, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. you got till noon today to do that, rob at robblack.com. If you want to pay and throw a little money the way of charity, it's 5 bucks. You can sign up at robblack.com. We're doing an event in Dublin. It's basically our first East Coast event. It's almost in Livermore. That's how far east it is. Okay, it's not that far east, but San Ramon, Pleasanton, um, Castro Valley, we need the East Bay to show up and uh, represent for Chad. We're doing two events, Money 101, All Things Financial, from 9 to noon. And then we're doing the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 1 to 4. It's a good chance to meet Chad and get some raw data and all your answers, all the questions to all your answers. All the questions, uh, you know what I'm saying, robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. So it's just talking to Alex Harris. You can find him at alexharriscoach.com. You ever have any fantasies about owning a franchise, Chad? You know, I, the the thing I like about franchises is a book. It's it's a little bit of a cheesy read, but it's a very good read for anybody that's self-employed. It's called The E-Myth. And it's all about if you're going to create a business, the best business is the ones that you create and they can run regardless of when you're there or not. They're systematized. There's a book that any you know idiot off the street could come in and read and do the job that's assigned to them. So... You know, procedure manuals, all that written out, and make sure that your business can run without you. A lot of people end up doing a franchise, and they end up there 12 to 14 hours a day, and that's not the point of a franchise. The point of a franchise is to buy an investment that's turnkey, get it set up, there's a lot of hard work in the front end, and then let it make you money over the long term. Um, I've got a couple of clients that have done franchises and been very successful at it, and when you typically do them, the build-out on the front end 
you end up with these huge tax deductions that lets you do other tax planning like Roth IRA conversions and things like that. Um, so the the way that I see them is for a lot of clients is let's say you're you get up to age 50, you've saved well, you have the money to invest in a franchise. Maybe your job has changed, you don't like your job anymore, you're looking for that second phase of life. I think a franchise is a great thing to look at. So Okay. I mean, I, I I like that idea of turnkey, but I think any person that's self-employed should really be, read that book, The E Myth. Okay. So um, it's 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 all about systematizing the it. E Myth. The E Myth. Yeah. You know, my my fantasy, and you can coach me on this real quick, is uh, when I do quit and retire, and I'm done with all this publicity stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my my thought is my my concept is is to open up bed and breakfast. Because yeah. you do you like, like to cook that much? It's not so much I like to cook that much. Mm-hmm. I can scramble some eggs. No, yeah. no, I, 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 do, I cook well. You've, you've eaten my cooking before, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, barbecue. Okay, yeah, barbecue, barbecue well. I, I do a lot of southern stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to open a, a bed and breakfast. Because so, then you own the real estate. You can like, kind of live there. Yeah. You find you get something like Napa, where you'll always have some clientele coming through, paying your mortgage. But um, And I think about it. I'm like, no, nah, I really don't want people living in my house. Like, you know, it's, I, I, it's weird. It's weird. I, I, I could get that. Cause it's like you've got this big house and you're like off in the corner or down in the basement and somebody else is living in it. There was one bedroom breakfast I went to in, in uh, Hood River in the Gorge, which is awesome place to go. And okay. a lot of great bed and breakfasts. You got to stop using the word awesome. But the place. <laughs> awesome. Totally awesome. You got to stop using the word with that said. No, that's a so phrase. That's a phrase. Anyways, the guy comes to the table. He you know the won't difference go. Between a word we're trying to eat phrase, breakfast, right? and the guy's sitting there with his cup of coffee, like in the office. What are we talking about? What, <laughs> what are we talking about? Bed and breakfasts. Okay, bed and breakfast. Okay, <laughs> it's it's an awesome bed and breakfast. Where yeah, is it again? Yeah. Hood River. It's Hood River. Yeah, and it's awesome. Does it compare to Napa? Have you been? It's different. The, have you been to the city of Napa before? Yeah, lovely city. Napa. Yeah, lovely city. Yeah. So. Uh, my advice, if you ever go to Napa, is always, always get a driver because there's cops pulling. There, there's checkpoints every day in Napa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do you go to do in Napa? You better get a driver, right? Drinky, drink, drink in my belly, belly, belly. Have a friend that has a pregnant wife. You got a designated driver. There you go. <laughs> or impregnate your friend's wife. You've got a designated driver. See, you always step right over that line that we talk about and you keep going. Well, sometimes it's needed. Like, uh, they need... You know, someone who's potent, per se. Okay. My friend Tony's been trying to get pregnant for 10 years. I'm like, let me step in. Like, <laughs> he's paid he's paid over $100,000. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, man. With that and the cat. Oh, yeah. His cat, his cat gets cancer. Yep. Spends $5,000 on chemo and radiation, and the cat dies 30 days later. I'll tell you what. That's you have, awesome. You have kids, and you're trying to... With that kids. said, awesome. <laughs> Oh, do you see how people spend money and like that's retirement kind of money? Yeah, I mean, what if Tony had kids? You know, it's like, hey, sorry, son, I would have sent you to college, but Fluffy blew a knee. <laughs> I couldn't afford to send you to college anymore. I, I remember had to when fix Fluffy's knee. My dad, when Fluffy blew a knee, <laughs> the cat disappeared the next yeah. night. Yes, it did. I still don't know where that cat went. Like we, my dad died, so we'll never get an answer. But my sister had a cat that one day was there, Daisy. And then one day Daisy wasn't there, and I, I'm assuming my dad uh, took Daisy to the, the forest, mm-hmm. gave her some breadcrumbs, and was like, "Good luck." <laughs> cat never came back. I don't think Poor the cat Rob. was even sick. Yeah. Anyway, we got two minutes. Plug the event. Plug the event. 
<laughs> All right. Um, plug, 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 plug. <laughs> so off track today. Well, let's – and we can talk about this more, but I think that – We're off track, but we're, we're still making financial sense. <laughs> that, that is true. I mean a lot of people get so concerned about saving for college and they do things like buy pets and they don't realize how expensive it is. Because your your pet ends up being family and then you, you, something happens, whether it's cancer, a hip, a knee, and it's thousands of dollars. And all of a sudden your savings plan is off track or your emergency fund is destroyed. And, you know, it, it's tough. Two, speaking of college, you know, a lot of people had the California Fidelity's 529 plan and it went over to Tia Craft. So I've been getting a lot of questions lately about, you know, now that Fidelity got out of the California 529 plan and went to Tia Craft, is should I change or should I, you know, should I roll it over to another state's plan? The Tia Craft plan's not bad. If you're going to start a new 529 plan for a child, I typically recommend Utah's plan. It has the Vanguard funds inside of it. It's cheaper, slightly cheaper, and I like the age-based options because in a 529 plan, you put the money in for the kid while they're young. It's mostly in stocks, and as the kid ages, it automatically becomes more and more conservative. And if the kid's two to three years away from college, most of the 529 plan should be in cash. So it also means that your kid really has to be under the age of you know 14 for you to do anything in terms of a 529 plan. Over that, it's too late to invest in stocks. Stocks is a you know three to five year deal. I'd say right now with the volatility in the market, money in the stock market should be five plus year money. Absolutely. And if you are in retirement or thinking about retirement uh, and don't have enough, you need to come out to the events this Saturday in Dublin. That's tomorrow. You can sign up for either or at robblack.com. Rob Black. Start your morning with AM 1220 KDOW. We'll bring you news and analysis powered by the worldwide reach of the Bloomberg Business Network. The Bay Area's business leader is AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. One of the seminar week, so we get kind of off track and talk a lot of financial planning issues. But there are business stories to be told and business stories to be had. What's on your financial mind? Tweet me, at Rob Black Show. So basically, get on Twitter, get an account, type in Rob Black Show, you'll figure it out. Or you can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Chad Burton has an email address as well. What is your email address, sir? Chad at chadburton.com. Chad at chatburton.com. Yeah. Copied so, you, what, 10 years ago? <laughs> aren't you glad you did? I am absolutely glad I did, yeah. How many Chad Burtons are You know how many Rob Blacks are in the United States? Oh. 12,000. I would say at least, yeah. No, there's 12,000. I looked it up. Hmm. There's one in Chicago that got on Facebook. He goes, my name's Rob Black. I want to be your friend. Just because we have the same name, I'm not going to be your friend. It's like, I know it's somebody you're, that's my name too. Or I have a brother that name. Like, okay, big deal. Oh, good golly. Um, so chat at chadburton.com. If anyone has any questions, drop him an email at chad at chadburton.com. He's the financial planner. I'm kind of the, the guy who sits and watches the markets every day. I'm kind of the, the Buddha without the belly. Mr. I'm lean Mr. And mean. Strategy, right? I've, I've got a two-pack. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I do. If you want to look, i got two right here. <laughs> nice. I know. I'll never have a six-pack. Um, let's take a quick look at the market numbers. 
I may need that one more time because I wasn't quite ready. <laughs> Let's. There we go. Thank you. Dow's up 57. The Nasdaq's up 15. The S&P 500 up four. Oil's under $80 a barrel. What's that make you think? I think there's going to be some uh, very attractive points this summer to continue to pick up some of the energy stocks that are out there that have nice dividend yields. You got to talk a little bit louder. Oh, boy. You know, do you, so much pressure. You realize you have a diaphragm, right? <laughs> it's this part of your belly where you gotcha, like gotcha. pinch it and like use the big boy voice. Yeah. yeah. Working on it. A lot of people don't realize that this is my radio voice, but when I'm not on radio, I sound kind of like that. I'm like, hey, everybody, it's me, Rob Black. Sound like the old guy from Family Guy? How does he sound? <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> Sounds like that. Something about a popsicle, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, give me a little more. No, no. Chad Burton uh, does this... wonderful impressions. I do Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. I can do the old guy from Family Guy. Very you do that really well. <laughs> what do your children think about that? Well, first of all, I don't think you should let your kids watch Family Guy. Perfect. At all. I agree. It's definitely a R-rated adult. Car- you know the one thing that I, I adore about you? Not only are you the greatest financial planner I've ever met, and you are, being serious, but one time I met you with your kids, and you picked up one of your kids, lifted him over your head like a barbell, and threw him across the room, and he landed perfectly on a couch. That's right. Probably about 15, <laughs> probably about 15 to 20 feet. It was a good throw. Thank you. I I love that your kids are to, your kids are going to grow up to be totally athletic and and feel good with their bodies because like you empowered them. Yeah, I, I mean, my daughter when she was six years old could rip down the mountain on a snowboard, so we we like to have fun. I think that's wonderful. With that being said, Amazon dot com coming to a state near you. Amazon's going to start paying taxes very 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 soon, but they're also going to start opening up distribution centers in every state. I, I like Amazon. Amazon's kind of like the new walmart so to speak when we order out of the washington office yeah um we have to when i've been ordering on amazon it's been hitting with sales tax anyways for okay. a while really yeah. okay see in california we still don't pay taxes so i i buy computers i buy like you can buy an ipad or and pay no taxes mm-hmm. which is unbelievable um you save 60 bucks 100 bucks you know yeah they're killing the big box stores yeah, would you buy Best, Best Buy? Buy? Best Buy up their dividend yesterday, or do you think the trend still isn't your friend there? No, the trend isn't the friend until they can, you know, consolidate their store size and not become a basically a a visual touch and feel site for Amazon. What, you know, the, what's the point? They the, they increase their dividend, but they don't have a history of doing that. Amazon.com has an app, and you probably know this mm-hmm. that it says take a photo, or you could take a photo of a product, and they'll come back with a price on it. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, the, the, Crazy good. the entrepreneurial bend that they have too. I mean, Amazon has made a lot of small businesses wealthy. Yeah, and you know the the logarithms that they have to have to keep their pricing up and down. I know a guy that has an internet company, and they have a logarithm that says that if the price gets it pulls the product off the Amazon. Are you trying to say algorithm? Did I say logarithm? You algorithm. Did. Thank you. Algorithm. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good with numbers. <laughs> so, anyways. You know, you, you mentioned something going to the break about uh, the event this weekend, if you don't have enough. It's actually really trying to figure out if you have enough. Really? And there's also the, the people that they're out there that they do have a lot. Maybe they got an inheritance or hit the stock option market really big, and they're sitting there saying, well, I've got enough to live. I can afford. I'm 60 years old. I can live off of 2 or 3% of my portfolio, which is great. That's when you're wealthy, right? Yeah. Um, that's when you can self-insure your long-term care. That's an cares. interesting concept you just threw up. If you can go off 2 to 3% of your portfolio until the day you die, you're wealthy. Yeah. If it's 5 to 6%, you may not make it. No. In fact, if if you're looking at an overall average rate of return, 
in the next decade, let's say, um, yeah. in a balanced portfolio of 5 to 6%, because we're going through a deleveraging process around the world. I think we'll have a period where we'll enjoy some really nice returns overseas because they've sold off so far. But other than that, if we look at the averages over the next 10 years, I think it's going to be a little lower than 11% that we've seen in the last 100 years because of the deleveraging process every country pretty much has to go through. I mean, yeah. just look at what happened to Japan's stock market. And so, you know, if you're expecting a long-term average rate of return of 6% and you're drawing 6% from your portfolio to live and you have to increase your draw rate by 3% a year for inflation, your money's only going to last 22 years. So you better be aware of that now so that you can say, can I afford to live in the Bay Area? Mm. Can I afford to live in Seattle? Mm. Do I have to do a reverse mortgage? Do I have to sell my home? Do, do I have to live out of state? You have to be aware of those issues. But at the same time, so Rob, let's say you- uh, I'm going to live in Tonga. Let's say you were 60 and you had- I'm going to live in Tonga. Tonga? Yeah, it's the lowest cost of living on the planet. My dad retired and went to Ecuador. Okay. Yeah. So my little sister down. By the way, Cuenca, Ecuador, if you ever go there, sister's cafe, number one on TripAdvisor. Really? Yeah. I like your sister. She's killing it. Your sister's a good looking woman. She's a cute little blonde blonde girl. Yep. Would you have a problem if I hooked up with her? Yes, because you're probably three times her age. <laughs> I might have to kill you. But I'm wealthy. Um anyways, uh what were we talking about again? You're so Tonga. good at sidetracking me today. You know, I want to live in Tonga no, we because we were talking about Tonga. You were talking about Tonga. Everyone in Tonga is like four feet tall or three and a half feet to four feet tall. And they actually wear body armor out of um soda cans. Sweet. So, Have you tried to pierce it yet? I haven't tried to pierce spear. it. Spear, but all the soda cans wash up on their island, and they they make body armor out of it. That's sad. That's a bad visual. Anyway, you finish your <laughs> thought. Sea warriors. Um, well, no. So if you're, you know, back in the past, a lot of people if you're super wealthy. You hit a big on inheritance, stock options, something. You could just, you know, put it in treasuries and get three or four percent a year for the rest of your life and be okay. Right. Well, now you got. What are you going to do? A thirty-year bond at what two point? Two, two point four. What is the thirty-year bond at today? With the idea that inflation could hit us four or five years down the road, I don't think we're going to have an inflation problem in the next couple of years because everybody's trying to print so much money. But uh, eventually, it will. So you could choose to have more volatility in an equity portfolio yielding three percent, or you could do a thirty-year bond yielding two point what six. You know, what choice would you make, Rob? Two point seven percent on thirty year. Two point seven. Um, what was the question? Would you go? I mean, in the past, you could be really conservative. Oh and yeah, buy. yeah. Now you have to make that choice between higher dividend. There's the the spread between ten year treasuries and the and the dividend yield and some of the high dividend paying stocks is much higher than normal. Come meet Chad Burton at the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event Saturday, June twenty third. Learn how to reduce risk with diversification, tax reduction strategies, estate planning tips, how to pull money out of the markets, how to put money into the markets in retirement, what to do with your home in retirement. You can sign up for either event, mine from 9 to noon, Money 101, or his from Wealth Preservation and Retirement Planning from 1 to 4. Sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
This is Monsters and Men. I'm not quite sure where they're from. It's a Scandinavian country, and I kind of get confused with Scandinavian countries. They all blend together in my head. Holland, Sweden, Denmark. Is Holland a Scandinavian country? See, I don't even know. I think it is. Yeah. No, I don't think. Good question. (laughs) You hit me on the spot with that one. I know, but that's the whole point. Like, I'm not so good at geography. Yeah. Um, but I'm really, really good with money, but not so good with international geography. Speaking of Sweden. Yeah. So I was just meeting with some clients yesterday and, uh, Chad Burton is a certified financial planner who meets with clients. Wife's in Sweden. She was, you know, reminding me we we're talking about, you know, all the things was that, life good looking? that the, aren't all Swedish 65 women 65 years old. <laughs> so, oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about, um, beautiful. Yeah. Sealy, her favorite Sealy, Yeah. Jim Sealy. So, um, we're, is we're, he forgiven me yet? Oh, for your um, roast? Roast? No, he thought that was excellent. So yeah, he liked an it. attorney retired. They had a roast for the attorney, and Rob shows up and was completely vulgar, <laughs> but I, got the show started. I got the show started. Then I you was left. first up. <laughs> I think I said something. The joke was about an attorney and Brazilian wax and hair, mouth, something. It was dirty. Yeah, it was bad, but it was good. And the whole group looked at me like. Did you really just do that? And can I do that next? Because you know they had that day. If, I mean, come on. I think they're ready to go. I think most people think roasts are supposed to be nice and congenial, and it's brutal. I'm from the East Coast. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Some of the funniest things. Have you ever seen the roast of William Shatner on Comedy Central, or um, or of um, Donald Trump? Yeah. Two of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Hilarious, dirty as can be, but hilarious. the only thing I watch on Comedy Central, and I think he's on Comedy Central, is Tosh. Yeah, oh, Tosh. I I watch Bloomberg and Tosh, and then my kids have Disney Channel on sometimes. That's all I watch. Tosh did a little web YouTube thing uh-huh. where a white guy dresses up as a zombie and goes into the the most African American ghetto that he could and scares people. <laughs> He's hilarious because he pushes that uh, stereotype all the time. With that said, he went into the community where um, a homeless person ate another homeless person's face. Mm -hmm. So he's acting like a zombie and the whole neighborhood's freaked out. Like, he pushes it. That was a scary story. That's a pretty freaked out story. Yeah, some sort of synthetic drug. I still don't. It kind of just like went away, right? I mean, it was some synthetic drug deal that this guy took and oh anyways as a financial planner what's creepy as a financial planner what is your financial plan for zombie apocalypse um shotguns invest in shotguns see that's right right (laughs) well no i think that's actually a good question because if you listen to like glenn beck or any of these crazy people out there they pretty consistently say the apocalypse is coming buy gold what's gold gonna do you in an apocalypse in a worst case scenario what's gold gonna do you I, th- that's the thing that you know you, you talk about these days, and you know in the past it was okay. People had gold coins and they could barter with gold, but when people buy gold in the form of ETF, how are you going to get that gold back if there is a? Yeah, I got my first <laughs> wife. Sort of I got my first wife by bartering with gold in a donkey, and yeah, you could pull it <laughs> off like that. But in like um, the end of the co- economic is going to collapse. The economy is going to collapse. Buy gold. That's crap. Like, it's going to do you no good if economies collapse. It's, you're right. It's all shotgun economies. Yeah, it's, you know, having, having a little bit in your portfolio for the, uh, some sort of a, a, more of a global event in terms of a war type situation. Like, what's going on in the Middle East right now? It's kind of worse than last year. Egypt is a disaster. Syria is a disaster. Russia's got ties to Syria now. Yeah. It's, it's not pretty. It's kind of worse than the Arab Spring, which started all of this last year. 
And so that's where what type of a situation which could call gold to rally. In a situation where you have Spanish and Italian banks having problems or somebody leaving the EU, they might have to sell their gold in order to create liquidity, which could be pressure down on prices. There's also some things going on in South Africa right now. As a financial planner, aren't you freaked out that we're talking about selling gold? Like that's in terms of country, yeah. I mean, that's I've, really I've not where we should be. That I think that the the issues that are out there are so well known, and the yeah. uncertainty is so high right now. Yeah. Usually, the buying opportunities around the corner, especially in international stocks. But what would have me change my mind is some of those. You know, this we start seeing problems in banks and other countries. Mm. What I was talking about with Sweden is they've done some things already that we need to do here. Like what? They've There's no the- more social security for people under a certain age. Really? Yeah, they've they've cut it out. They've, that's what we have I'm to do here. To, I'm moving to Sweden. That's what we have to do here. So what what you have to do though is everybody talks about cut, 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 cut. You know, the problem with Sweden is their chocolate's a little too rich for me. <laughs> but go ahead, cut, 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 cut. You can't. Austerity kills countries. In a time when you're economically turning down, it kills countries. And everybody's talking about this Keynesian, Keynesian. motto. Keynesian. I like Keynesian. I like that better. Motto. Bernanke. 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 Um, They've really cut social there's, there's security. No, there's no, there's no good economic theory that says when you're in an economic downturn, you cut. What the economic theory is is in good times, you bank money away and you have surpluses and ba- so that you have extra money in, in bad times. It's not that you try to bank more money in bad times. The number one focus in this country, in any country that's having economic problems and too much debt, is to focus on growth and creating jobs. Then once you have the economy going again – you have you know, a 10-year plan to freeze expenses and or cut and change the entitlement programs that are no longer working based on our demographics. And there's no politician that can step up to the plate and do this right now. So that's, that's bringing up the fiscal cliff at the end of this year. Yeah. The, our problems aren't at the end of this year, though. The problems are 10 years out. Operation Twist has pushed everything off 10 years. Okay. So we've got a problem in 10 years. We are worse than it is in Spain in 10 years, Rob, in this country. So I think we have 10 years of really good growth in the market, but we have to be very vigilant. So, I'm with you. And retired people have to look at quarters like Q1 of this year. If they're spending money and you get a 12% gain in the stocks of your portfolio, peel that off the table and replenish the cash that you have. You got to have three years worth of expenses. You got to have a dividend paying stock portfolio and a balanced portfolio. You got to take those dividends and interest and you got to peel those gains when they come. So, for the record, of monsters and men are from Iceland. Does that change your opinion now? No. They're not from Sweden. Doesn't change my opinion, but Iceland's kind of a mess too, right? Iceland is kind of a mess. They went bankrupt and they came back pretty fast, all things considered. Yeah, yep, and that's really what Greece needs to do. We need to get rid of Greece. Mm. So I'm hoping Germany kills them in the Euro. I want them to like. I want it to be a ten nothing match. Why are we in this? Because can't you imagine Germany's feeling angst? Like the German players should go. Why did you put us in this mess? nationally and they just they need to pound grease why are we in this protection mode for bondholders bondholders should be able to take the losses you're right because they're investors let's figure out who owns the credit default swaps on this crap and those countries those companies go away it's they, prob- they go away it's probably the derivatives derivatives tied to the banks it is it's it's that's what you don't know what's in financials right now and that's why you don't want that wanna, was my that's why you don't want to kill the bondholders because you're killing banks and then you're killing common We're just deposits. pushing this off down the road forever and ever. I like kicking the can. I've got extra cash in my portfolio to take advantage of a big uh, drop. So I just wanted to get done I've with got it. a shotgun in case the zombie apocalypse comes. But I have no uh, uh, ammo, so I'm kind of hosed. I have bows and arrows. <laughs> bows and arrows. <laughs> I got a crossbow. I got a really good crossbow. <laughs> so Saturday, Chad and I are going to be in Dublin, California. 
who wouldn't want to meet this? I mean, have you listened to the last couple hours of the show? Like, Are sign-ups is... declining now? <laughs> you can sign up for My Money 101 or his financial planning at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 1980 Peter Gabriel. This is a pull. Peter Gabriel, he, he did a big thing with, um, he never titled his albums until recently. I.e., he was cutting edge and then he kind of became lame. Remember, I don't recall... That's anytime I get in trouble. Those are my two favorite lines. I don't remember. I don't recall. <laughs> um, you smell of alcohol. I don't remember. Joining us now is power attorney, estate planner attorney, Michelle Lerman. How are you, Michelle? I'm great, Rob. How are you? I'm good. Is that good legal advice? Anytime uh, anyone asks you a question, legally speaking, like the police, I don't remember. I don't recall. Uh, well, I say you tell the truth. <laughs> That's good legal advice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Don't don't get your don't dig yourself in deeper. It's always that, good to tell the truth. So that's funny because a brother David's one of those uh, attorneys that represents people, and he says if you ever get pulled over for any reason, hand him your license and give him your insurance and everything else, say nothing. Interesting. Because he says it's an investigation at that point, mm-hmm. and they're looking to get you guilty because they pulled you over. They think you're guilty for something. Right. Okay, but you're not that type of attorney. I'm, I'm a- not that type of attorney. That's right. I do living trusts, wills. That's uh, tax planning. In California, if you own a home, you have to have a living trust. True? You should have a living trust in order to avoid probate. Because if you have a home, otherwise, and something happens to you, you should pass away. It's very expensive. And um, usually those costs can be completely avoided by putting the house in a living trust. Hey, Michelle, this is Chad Burton. How are you? Hi, Chad. Uh, so, you know, one of the things we have left is now about six months of um, what you've called before is a gift bonanza, and you'll talk about that on Saturday. But I think she calls it a g- gift palooza. Gift palooza? Bonanza. <laughs> a, a gift warped tour. Um, but talk about that, because wealthy people have a huge opportunity right now. Right. And actually, it was actually, Chad, the New York Times that had initially referred to it as a gift tax bonanza. And Mm -hmm. it it certainly is because someone who can afford to gift assets can gift over $5 million right now. It's actually $5.12 million, $5,120,000. They can gift and get it completely out of their estate and do it free of transfer tax. So it certainly is a gift tax bonanza. We've never, ever had that kind of law before. It, it's crazy, and especially knowing people that did this two years ago. And uh, I've got a client that gifted it into a irrevocable trust for a daughter, $3.5 million, to make sure that she was protected from lawsuits and divorce and everything else. Paid a million dollars in gift taxes. And now you can do $5 million and, and not pay anything. 
That's right. And the most you used to be able to do is one million per person. So this is really an extraordinary opportunity, and we really don't know what's going to happen uh, and if that opportunity is going to be extended. Right now, the current law provides that it's going to end. Starting in next January, actually, uh, that threshold goes down to a million. Yeah, so I mean, the laws change. That's that opportunity will be over. And so there's a six, well, not even, gosh, only five months left of this. This is an urgent issue for people to deal with. It is. And the other thing, too, that I'm seeing is a lot of people that we're sending to you for trust revisions, um, a lot of clients are retiring and the majority of their assets um, are in IRA accounts. And the way that trusts deal with those and the conduit or see-through language so everybody can use their life expectancy. Can you talk about that a little bit on what people need to do to revise a trust? Right. Well, it's critical that people review their trust because the laws have changed so drastically in the last several years. So the trust really needs to be updated. And um, a lot of times people don't realize that just because you, because you have a trust, a trust doesn't control all assets. For example, retirement assets... The what, like what your question addresses, typically retirement assets aren't transferred to a trust, right? Because typically don't most of your clients should have a beneficiary designation and you would typically name a person, not the trust. Right. And if you want it to go into the trust, you have to name the trust, but the trust has to have specific language. Because if you have four right. or five kids, let's say, and there's a huge spread in age... To, for people, you know, you can it can go through a trust, and they, the kids could still roll it into an inherited IRA held in a trust. But it, it, there's always a life expectancy issue. Who's who? You know, who, do we have to use the oldest kid's life expectancy or the youngest kid in order to defer taxes right. over a long period of time? And so, a lot of these older trusts don't have that conduit language, so it can cause IRAs to kind of blow up and be taxed. You're absolutely right. And even more than that, the question is, well, do I use the oldest child's age in order to take distributions out, or do I use the youngest child's age? But what about contingent beneficiaries? What if if no children survives, it goes to my parents? Mm -hmm. And the parents are obviously much older. So without those proper provisions in the trust, you might have to look at a contingent beneficiary who's much older, who has a shorter life expectancy, and pull out IRA and needlessly pay income tax because of the conduit provisions aren't, are, aren't in a trust. Yeah, what's kind of the neatest? So, and if, for example, my children, stuff will be held in the, if I was to pass away now with life insurance and other issues, stuff would be held for them in trust until they're 60 years old. I want them to have a reason to work, a reason to learn about investing. I don't want them to inherit a bunch of money and lose all of their, uh, I guess, will or drive. So what are, what are some of the distribution strategies you see for kids to help protect them and, and help you know, give them income over time for their inheritance rather than get everything all at age 21? Right. Well, what I'm going to talk about at our seminar tomorrow is that I don't like staggered trusts at all. I don't even like a trust that says, give it to my children at age 60. My, my strategy would be, let my child be a trustee at age 60, but don't give it outright to my child at age 60. I see, yeah. So I call that a dynasty trust where it would stay in trust for the whole lifetime because even if at age 60 the child gets it, if the child then passed away, the child's estate plan controls and the child's estate plan might give it to a spouse instead of giving it to the grandchildren. So I prefer it stay in trust for the whole lifetime 
uh, of the children, and then when the children pass away, it goes down to the grandchildren. Yeah, and the, the other issue, too, and I, I think that's genius right there, because that way they have the decision once they become trustee what to right. do with it. Right, And it's protected. It, I, think it you're kinda, both, I think you're both killjoys. Well, it maintains, I mean, 50% of marriages end in divorce, and right. so you, it's hard to teach kids to keep their inheritance in separate assets. But 50% of marriages last till the day you die, and that's beautiful and romantic, and you should <laughs> empower that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but where do you want your money to go? Even yes. if marriages last, do you want it to go to your in-law versus your grandchildren? And yeah. most people do want the money to pass down to their grandchildren. You yeah. can't take it with you, Michelle. <laughs> That's true. You could. You, you could, you could you, have it buried you with grandchildren you. grandchildren to enjoy it. <laughs> um. I forgot where I was going with the next one because Rob always sidetracks. <laughs> Rob's out of here. Um, so before people come in to do a, a trust, and it really if you have real estate, if you have assets outside of a retirement account, if you want to have money held in trust for kids if you pass away, what are some of the things to think about? I mean, you, you pretty much just have to say, who, who do I want to have take care of my children, and then who do I want to have watch over the money, and then they could come in and really get the things done, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you think you've, uh, you've got it exactly right. Who, who do I want to get my money? Who do I want to take care of my money? And people say, like Rob just mentioned, uh, oh, you can't take it with you. But an estate plan actually deals with what happens if you're incapacitated. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're what, alive. What and, type of care you, you want if you are incapacitated? Pardon me? And what type of care you want right. if you're What type of care you want also? So it's not just, okay, I'm not here, I don't care anymore. I want to pick the person who's going to handle everything for me, and, and I want to choose what kind of decisions I want that person to make. And you and I had a recent conversation about people naming banks as their trustees. And I, I want people to think outside the box there, because you, uh, you introduced me to a fiduciary up in Marin who we... We have fiduciaries all over now the Bay Area that if you don't have anybody that you know that can watch over the money for your kids, there are professionals, there are professional fiduciaries that can act as trustees um, for a relatively inexpensive cost if you don't have a trusting family member. Right. And I think, I don't know about you, Chad, but a lot of people, when they come to me, that's the biggest obstacle. They say, but I don't know who to name. I don't mm -hmm. know who to name as guardian. I don't know who to name as trustee. I don't have anyone. But there are professionals that are licensed, bonded. This is what they do for a living. You meet them. And that, for a lot of people, is a, is a great option. Yeah. And also, to, on another note, the different thing is, going through this myself, is I'm having to redo everything as a result of her divorce that was finally final. Now I can change my entire estate plan. And a lot of people get divorced. They go through something like that. And they forget to change beneficiaries. They forget to write a new trust. I can't um, tell you how disaster. often that happens. Right. Yep. So, Michelle, if there's a zombie apocalypse, what will that trust do? Well, what do you want it to do? <laughs> I mean, the whole idea is, is to make your own decisions. And when clients leave my office, as I've mentioned before, they usually give me a hug and they tell me how relieved they feel that this is done. So, yeah, we can't take our money with us, and we can't predict every possibility that could happen. And if the whole world is destroyed, so what? But people generally feel so good about getting this done, and they say, oh, this was so much easier than I thought. I'm glad I thought about it, and it's just so much easier that I thought, that I, than I thought, and I feel so much better that it's done. With that said, thanks for joining us. Michelle Lerman, you can meet her tomorrow from 1 to 4. 
She's going to be there. She'll be taking questions as well. She'll go over a little bit on trusts and estate planning. It really is important. You work your whole life to accumulate wealth. You want to manage it wisely in retirement. The seminars are from 9 to noon tomorrow for beginners and from 1 to 4 tomorrow for wealthy retirement planning, estate planning. You can sign up at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Syndicated into Seattle, San Francisco. Kind of a big deal. I got mini leather-bound books. That smell of rich mahogany. They're making an Anchorman, too. I couldn't be happier. I know. I hope, I hope Will Ferrer doesn't overact in it. <laughs> he's so good in Hakerman one. He's like the last couple of movies is just overacted. They're getting Christina Applegate to be in the movie, and I'm I'm bummed by that. Not a fan. Mm, not a fan. Mm. She turned forty. <laughs> some eight women age like fine wine, and some women age like milk. Don't they just get rid of anchors at forty? TV anchors, pretty much gone. so. Just yeah. out of there. Otherwise, they're wise. Pam Moore's over forty, and I can't totally knock over forty. Mm-hmm. So. Catherine Heenan over 40. Why don't you plug your cron spots right now? I'm on cron at 6.45 in the morning and 9.15 in the morning, Monday through Thursday, and 5.45 in the afternoon. Yes. And email cron to have them start a new uh, half-hour TV show about Rob Black and your money. Everybody send emails to cron right now. Ready to go. Perfect. We'll see, you, see you back on TV. Got an email from Lori. Ah, that's her last name. So. <laughs> she Greek? She is. Um, question on term life insurance. I'm 39 years old. I have two kids. Mm. She's hit the wall. <laughs> I'm 39. I've got two kids, six and four years old, and married to a Mr. Mom. Sorry for you. I need 20 years plus 10 times my annual income on term life. You mentioned 20 years per kid. That's roughly 250 to 500,000. Can you clarify this? So basically, she's got two kids. She's the breadwinner. Her yeah. husband's a stay at home. I say get a new husband. <laughs> what I say is what, you, what the formula is in terms of when you're younger and you have children, you're trying to figure out how much life insurance you need is 10 times your annual income plus about $100,000 per kid to also fund college. All right. So that's the formula. And the reason why you use a 20-year term policy is because hopefully in 20 years, if you're saving you know, 15% of your pay, that your assets will be large enough so you won't need the insurance in 20 years. Um. But at the same time, that's a situation where the, the Mr. Mom or the, the stay-at-home mom, they also need life insurance because you got to think if, if something happens, what are you gonna, wh- how much excess funds do you have to now get a nanny to replace that job? So you should have um, also you kind of calculate you know, what the cost of a nanny is and how old your children are, how many years they would need that nanny, and that's how much life insurance a stay-at-home person would need. But don't forget about disability insurance. A family like this, disability insurance on her is extremely important. 
Because if she's disabled, gets right. in a car wreck or whatever, she works at Visa. It's my, gone. She works at Visa. My guess is that she's got pretty good disability insurance through the company. Well, in California, you get the short-term disability automatically. Yeah. And usually, life insurance you don't want through your company if you're young and healthy. You want to get it on your own through a broker. What do you think about this idea? She works at Visa. Visa sponsoring the Olympics. She mm-hmm. could get. She could have gotten cheap Olympic tickets. Mm-hmm. Get the cheap Olympic tickets. Post them on StubHub. Make twenty times your investment. Not a bad idea. Is that legal though? I don't know. It, will she lose her job? That's the case. Yeah, that's not, not legal, but uh, company policy wise, time and a healthy savings rate solves almost all investment problems and woes. That's one of the things that I like about where we are right now. I'm halfway through my savings work life, yeah, and I like a down market because I still have half of it to go. And yeah, and it would uh, just talking about this on the Monday show where you know if you're younger, if you're Chad does a Monday show here at six o'clock. Six o'clock. We're talking, if you're you younger, can li- you can find a podcast at KDOW if you're listening currently at KKOL in Seattle. Yes, yeah, and soon we'll be fixing our website, and it'll post the podcast there automatically. I know my website's ugly. I, I, I realize that you I'm have the one of the worst. Care. You've got a 1996 it website. Is. It's bad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it, a new one will be launched soon, so wait for that. And, and the podcast will be launched automatically there once we post it. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're 20s, 30s, even 40s, and you got 15 years from retirement, I mean, I would be upping my contributions to international, overseas, emerging markets, and eventually, you know, in the next couple of years, get your international exposure up to about 25 to 30%, because the valuations there are extremely attractive. With that said, as things get worse, they can become more attractive. That's what some managers get into a value trap, where they look just at the numbers like P ratios and things like that. P ratios look more attractive the worse things get. But you have time for a turnaround there. Um, but I think, um, you know, long term in the next 10 years, I think, you know, we, we're, we're looking at kind of muted returns in stocks because of the deleveraging around the world. But I, don't know, I, don't, I wouldn't make a blanket statement like that. I think there will be opportunities. I, yeah, and I think that we ha- will we'll have a good decade but, once this European debt crisis is over. Yeah, like REITs, I think, will outperform. Really? Why? With with all time uh, dividend lows? I mean, the 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 yields on REITs are at all time. With all time low cost of mortgages, I think you're going to see more commercial banks, uh, more commercial real estate buy more commercial real estate. I think there'll be a mergers and acquisitions spree. Yeah, I, I think that prices, though, in terms of yields, I mean, there's times where you want to be 10 percent REITs in your portfolio. I don't think you're there yet. I think you do it when interest rate when yields are high and, and interest rates are starting to fall. And I, I think we're kind of the opposite of that. Um, you know, having some REITs is, is definitely a good idea and even global REITs. So we're doing a big event this weekend. You can come out and meet me from nine to noon, uh, doing a money 101, all things financial kind of, uh, get together. It should be a good pernicious, pernicious event. Um, pernicious meaning, um, I'm going to cause insidious harm to you. (laughs) No, no, no. It's gonna be a good event on creating wealth. Chad does an event on protecting wealth. He does wealth preservation, retirement planning from 1 to 4. We're going to be at the Holiday Inn in Dublin, California tomorrow. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything you want to add, Mr. Burton? No, well, it's it's really – if you're trying to figure out what to do with your portfolio when you're at the point where you're going to live off of it and trying to figure out do you have enough to stay retired, this it's is Im- for you. It's important that you know that we're going to answer all questions and we're going to give a lot of good content. And you can sign up at robblack.com. And for the next 10 people to email me, rob at robblack.com, I'll get you in for free. So send me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's Aloha Friday. No work till Monday. It's Aloha.
Automobile Identity Theft Protection Service that monitors bank accounts for takeover fraud. Call now and mention Enroll 60 and get 60 days risk-free. If you're not happy, call LifeLock within 60 days of enrollment and you won't pay a cent. Check LifeLock.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.